Welcome to Fran Path Consulting Podcast. I'm Sam Schweitzer. And I'm Brittany Bodie. And together we are Fran Path Consulting. Hey, Sam. Hey, Britt. How are you? I'm good. How are you today? Good, good. Recovering a little bit. I, I got COVID for my birthday. So <laughs> what a what a birthday treat. <laughs> I know, I know. For the woman who has everything, what could you possibly get her? And my husband said, <laughs> a viral disease. <laughs> that, is, that is it. <laughs> so. uh, well, you're, you're doing pretty well and you're looking good for somebody that has COVID. So glad we could still have this podcast today. Absolutely. You'll have to bear with my voice. I think it's the only time it isn't a soprano <laughs> right now. It's the, the lowest my voice has ever been. I feel like I finally hit puberty. So <laughs> it's about time, right? That's great. Yeah, for sure. How's your week been with clients and with calls? Good. You know, busy. I think anytime you're out sick for a day or two, it really does add up and it's been awesome to, to get to talk to everybody. And I think you and I were just talking offline today really about business ownership and all of the things that come with it and the reasons why people choose it and how different they all are, but really how much the same they end up being at the end of the day. And I told you, you know, I think 20-year-old me or 21-year-old me always thought, I just, I want to be rich because I want to have this and that and the car and the house. And, you know, you think of all the things that come with it. And then by the time you're at an age where you're wise enough to really amass any amount of wealth, it all changes. And it's not really about the things at all. And I think that was our conversation today is really what our clients are truly looking for isn't necessarily the financials. I know. You know, we always ask people, what is your personal compelling reason for business ownership? I mean, that's something we dig into because we get on initial calls and everybody just wants to hear what are the numbers. When we were, when we were on the development side, it was the exact same thing. Tell me about the numbers. But at the end of the day, I think what I've really learned in my life is it's not just about how much money can I make. There's a lot of things that go into happiness um, and business ownership can help you achieve a lot of that. And I would say a word that we use ourselves and we also hear consistently is freedom. We yes. became entrepreneurs for a level of freedom to spend time with our families. Um, so I think the word freedom is, while it means something different for different people, that's a huge motivator for most of our clients on why they become entrepreneurs. Yeah. And I think just the autonomy for all of the little things that come out of that, you know, I think talking to people pretty consistently during the week and the things that they look forward to the most are not requesting vacation days or, you know, hitting profitability to when it's something of their own. It means it means a lot more. But I, I have never to this day gotten on the phone with a client who said, yeah, my goal is to have a, a white Lamborghini in my garage by 2025. I mean, it just isn't <laughs> part of the picture. Now, do I think most of them would complain? Probably not. <laughs> yeah. But I do think it's it really is about freedom and what that brings to families and what that means. And typically, it's freedom of time. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. You know, motivators that we're seeing, some of our clients hate their corporate job. And so they just want to have an escape from that. But most of our clients actually aren't leaving their corporate job, but they're mm-hmm. looking for other ways for freedom to retire earlier than they anticipated, to be able to diversify outside of the market. Um, I love, I had a call this morning with a couple and all that they talk about is they want a better life for their daughter than they had. So they want to be able to build a franchise kind of brand house themselves. So that way they can get their kids involved and, and leave a legacy. Uh, So that's a pretty cool motivator that we hear too. I think that's a great segue, leaving a legacy, building a legacy into our guests today, because we have Carrie Gilly, who is the CEO of Franchise Fastlane. Very good to be here. Thank you. Well, we are so excited to have you today. So thanks so much for being here. You know, Carrie, I've had the pleasure of working for you. And even before I worked for you, I got to kind of watch you at conferences. And you've always been so impressive, so dynamic in just what you've been able to accomplish. So I'd love if you'd kick off just sharing a little bit about your background. Um, Brett, I'll never forget meeting you that first time. It was after that horrific flight you had where I think somebody spilled all their coffee on you and you left your cell phone on the plane and and yet you were still the Brit that we all know today. So happy and excited to be there. And so I'll never forget that. And it was years ago and it was so um, such a privilege then and such a privilege to know you both yet today. You know, I always wanted to be an entrepreneur from the time I graduated college, from the time, I mean, as a child. I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I always wanted to drive my own vision. And vision is my favorite definition in all of Webster's dictionary. Um, The way that he defines it is a clear and compelling picture of a preferable future. So a clear picture of a preferable future. And we'll bring that back around to why that's franchising. But isn't that something we all dream about? And I went on to college to graduate during the dot-com boom. So everybody was going into tech. And I thought, this is the way I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to go into tech. I'm going to, I'm going to speak geek. <laughs> and I partnered with a couple others and we launched a couple software solutions. And it's interesting. One was a tool that valued items people gave to charity. So the whole premise was be more generous in your charitable giving. But if you know the value of those items, you could take a larger tax break. And we had no marketing budget. It was that typical startup, no marketing budget at all. And so I wrote a press release because media is free. I got a call from a girlfriend that said, Carrie, you're on the front page of the Wall Street Journal. And that was when the Wall Street Journal was still printed and folded. And and there we were on the front page right above the fold. And the business absolutely took off. The story exploded. I spent the next two years in New York City, CNN Headline News, MSNBC, US News and World Report as a spokesperson for that company, which is really, it was ironic because I had filed my taxes independent of my parents one time. <laughs> and all of a sudden I was a tax expert in national media. <laughs> so just unique. H&R Block reached out and said, we'd like to tie your tool into tax cut. We were so excited. This was exposure to millions of tax filers. And so we started negotiating that agreement when Scott Cook of Intuit and TurboTax reached out and said, no, we'll just buy you. Um, well, what a first chapter in my career and whiplash, if you can imagine, because all I had done was startups and then overnight you landed a fortune 500 company, <laughs> right? And you're in corporate America. For me, that was definitely square peg round hole. 
Um, but I learned a lot. I still value those years and I had to stay for a number of years per the acquisition agreement. He was a corporate icon. Um, he was so committed to his customers, voice of the customer, net promoter. And I started working on a business on the side because entrepreneurial and that sojourn, which is still alive and well today and the largest monetization partner of any travel data in the US offices in London and all around the world. And during the time I was traveling back and forth, back and forth, my first son was born, really wanted to get back to the Midwest. And I heard of Ryan Zink and he had this brand in Nebraska which is where I was from, called Complete Nutrition. And so I asked him for lunch and I explained to him my background and what I did. And it was the beginning of a franchise system. And I loved fitness. I loved development. He asked if I wanted to come in as CEO. And so I came in and he gave us a goal of 20 territories and the brand exploded. We locked 240 territories in the first year. And my husband and I fell in love with franchising. And you can imagine that because of that road I'd taken. It was all startup and then corporate America. And so when I went franchising, that's the best of this. Married with the best of this. I didn't understand this industry at all before that. That's vision. It's both. It's a clear and compelling picture of a preferable future. And I, I mean, I was smitten. I felt I bought three complete nutritions, two snap fitness gyms. My husband started to run those while I was um, driving development and was just fell, fell in love with franchising. Ryan went on and sold Complete Nutrition to private equity in 2015. I called him in uh, late 2016 because I wanted to get back into franchising and had an idea for a franchise development company. And you know, when you can still see these moments in your lives or pivotal, I was sitting there and I had just pitched this idea and he started laughing. And I, you know, it was, you're laughing at me. I thought I had a good idea. <laughs> and he, then he pulled out his and he was working on something very similar. So we thought, Let's partner. Let's build this together. And that was January of 17. And that brings us really to the company that you guys formed together. So what was the precipice for founding Franchise Fastlane and why a franchise sales organization with all of the experience that you guys have in business? I think it really came down to impact. In the world of an FSO, it's not just brands. It's franchisees. It's our consultant partners like you that we get the honor to work with today. And of course, it's our own fast laners now 42 strong in the fast lane. As an FSO, we don't just work with one brand. We currently work with 19. And so an FSO is such a unique way to grow brands and inspire business ownership through franchising on a, on a big level. Five years in, we've worked with 30 brands, 15, we've locked 1,500 franchisees and 4,000 communities. And that is fulfillment. That is just fulfillment when you think about impact on that level. You're right. The industry has coined us FSO. What is that? <laughs> it stands for Franchise Sales Organization. And we solve what I think is the most significant problem for micro-emerging and emerging brands, which is simply generating qualified prospective franchisee leads and then converting those leads into owners. This is the number one problem for emerging brands. We were some, somewhat familiar with FSOs, but quite honestly, they're much the same. So when we worked on building our own, we thought, how do we do something here that's a little different? How do we solve the number one problem for brands in a manner that's a little different? It, you know, initially FSOs was all about that slick sales guy <laughs> and their ability to work the phones, right? And just pound the phones. And it was a soup to nuts approach. It really was. Cook cleaners and dishwashers, they did it all. And here we come in and we create something so, so different. And, and it's worked. We've averaged over a thousand territories for the last three years and landed at 1,352 last year. But when you ask, Carrie, what do you do different? I have to pick only a few things. One of the things I want to say is we have a team of specialists. 
they're specialists, not generalists, they're specialists. So our salespeople, and you you both know this because you were two of absolute rock stars in the fast lane, but our salespeople sell. That's what they do. That's what they do. Their calendar is managed for them by support. They don't track FDD cooling periods. They don't have to worry about state registrations. That's managed by compliance. Marketing builds the brand and it runs the deal announcement. The salespeople primarily, of course, there's other things, but they primarily sell. People sit within their area of strength and they repeat the same activity over and over in the fast lane and they get better and better and better at it and they become experts. Last year, we did 90,000 territory checks. Sales team didn't have any part of that. 90,000 was all the people right outside that door, right? That allows our sales team to stay on what they do. And then not only do they repeat the same activity, but in sales, we assign a director per brand. This was unheard of in the FSO community. Usually in an FSO world, it's almost like a trading floor where everybody sells everything. Um, and we started it that way, but what we found is everybody sells the same thing. <laughs> the brand that's getting leads with very little effort or the one that has the strongest item 19 or earnings claim. So I think that's significant. I think the last differentiator that I want to point out is just our brand selection and the standard we hold in terms of the right brands. Um, you know, due to the results I've talked about in our reputation, we can be so highly selective. I mentioned 191 brands last year. That's what we talked to. We onboarded eight. We got to choose eight out of a pool of 191. So we're committed to a high standard and we want to maintain that next big thing brands. So I think that's been another differentiator as well. That is all so pertinent. And I think, you know, when you're in the fast lane and, and Brittany and I were, and I think you don't realize what a well-oiled machine you're a part of as an employee there until you're out on your own. Because, you know, Brittany and I are looking at our CRM like, well, who's following up with these laggards? Oh, it's me. <laughs> I don't want to run my own laggard report. I'm very nervous. I don't want Brittany to run mine. I don't want to run hers. So I think you're like, you don't realize how much you really just get to be a racehorse until you're the one that also has to do all of the other things. And it truly, the specialization that's there and the admin team and just all of the people behind the scenes that go into that. And then from the consultant side, you know, you spoil us. We've got a dashboard. We're able to see where, where people are. I don't have to guess if they're booked for a call. We don't have to guess what's happening next. And that's a huge deal because clients to us are so vital. They're so important for us to know what they're going through. You know, if they're sent an FDD, they may be nervous. It's 150 plus pages of four lawyers by lawyers. So if we don't know that they received that and we have no conversation about it, now they're in a bad place because they're they're waiting through legal documents. With Fastlane, you don't have to worry about that because you always know the next step. You know when it is. You know how the call went. And I think that's a huge advantage. You really have the best team on all fronts. And then additionally, the best brands. You've got a nose for brands. So can you tell us about the selection process that goes into both of those things? You know, I'll start with brands just because that's really my role in the Fastlane Um and it has been a it has been a challenge defining what is the next big thing, what is the right brand. We sat down in an, we call it LT, a leadership team meeting, and thought we have to put a formula behind this. There has to be a way to define. And so we set up two um, lists of criteria. We call one a nicety and one a necessity. 
And today it's my role to recruit brands and I bring them into LT and we align around whether or not we think that brand is a fit. But I don't even bring a brand into LT that doesn't have every necessity listing. If, if I can't check every box there, we defined that in advance, I'm, I don't bring it in. And that I won't list them all, but it includes things like extensive territory, solid validation, happy, happy owners in the system, a strong item 19, financial strength to support the growth we're going to bring in, collaborative owners and appetite for growth. Those are things, they have to be there or they're just not going to thrive in the fast lane. But then we have this nicety listing too. And we lo are, we're looking for a sprinkling of those things, things like, you know, um, offering something new or unique. The internet can't, can't compete, a semi-absentee, Canadian options, things like that, that certainly are, um, may, are advantageous if they're in, they're in addition to necessities. But we have to see that full necessity listing before we'll bring it into the fast lane. And then in terms of the team, they need to be intentional. They must be intentional at what they do. It's an independent role. Uh, you know, and our sales team sits all over the country. It's a, you're in a silo. It's an independent role. And then the second one is you have to be influential, but you can't inspire if you can't influence. You have to be able to influence. And so that requires confidence in your ability to influence and drive and direct people's decisions. Those are really important qualities. And I think, you know, something that Sam and I recognize as we're working with, you know, we've got 600 brands in our portfolio now, and we're working with brands that are new infant babies to brands that have been in business for 30 plus years. The cool thing about Fastlane is you've been able to take people that are early on in their career, have no development and ex experience because you've built such a great, well-oiled machine we have been able to take people with sales experience and no franchise development experience. And because the process is so defined and our training is so refined today, now we're launching our own LMS. We're calling it the Fastlane Vault. And it's just a number of courses and training tools that you go through to develop as a director. It, we are able to take somebody who has the ability to be influential and intentional. And even if they don't know franchising, we can teach that part and, and they can become a, a great director and developer in the Fastlane. Tell me about the value that you bring to an emerging brand. If if we have an emerging brand listening to this saying, gosh, do I want to make that investment? Do I feel like I could just do this myself? Talk about where your value is. Mm -hmm. My favorite slide in my Fastlane overview presentation when I'm talking to brands, if I only get a minute, I go to slide 33 <laughs> because it speaks to this point. Um, it's, it's a graph, but it demonstrates the mission of driving extraordinary growth and how we've achieved that for our partners. I'm a big believer in the consultant networks. You all know that. Uh, that is still where Fastlane leans. We drive far more uh, matches through the consultant networks than we ever have on the organic side, and we'll continue to do it. It's just that's our bread and butter business. However, it's hard for a brand to come into the consultant networks independent of the Fastlane. You just mentioned a number that's pretty astounding, which is 600. <laughs> 600 brands. And some of these consultant networks are also expensive to join. You know that. Um, you pay significantly for an entry fee just to be considered as a brand within that network. And then you go to the very first conference and you get five minutes of their time and you're at the front of the room and you have five minutes and they don't know you. They don't know your brand and the consultants don't know whether or not you're committed to developing their leads. They don't trust you. Right. That proven reputation is not there. It is a struggle. It takes most brands independent of an FSO a year, two years, even if it's a solid brand, because they usually get the wild card leads in the beginning. Right. The consultants test them a bit to see, are you going to give my lead a good experience? And I understand it. I get it. Those um, you mentioned their goal. 
that's what that is. So the nice thing about what the Fastlane can do is we will come alongside you. We will consult with you. We'll make sure we have an FDD that's positioned an honest, transparent tool, but also positioned in a way that um, you are ready for explosive growth, that you're ready for multi-units averaging a three-pack, um, that the fee structure is fair to the franchisees, that item seven is an honest description of what it costs to get into the business. Item 19 tells the story of earnings, that your validation is in place. All of those components so that you're ready to enter the consultant networks. And then you get to come into the consultant networks on the brand reputation of Fastlane. Right? We will stand at the front of the room and represent you. And even though they don't know you and they don't know your brand, they know that we're picky and we selected you. And they know the process we're about to plug their leads into. That is proven. And so I think that is where our brands have been able to come in and win. We're seeing 150 leads in the first 90 days for our most recent brands launched. And you all know that's not a standard lead. That's a consultant lead. Right. It's not warm. It's hot. And um, and we know that we'll be able to make a match with those leads. So I think that's the value that we bring into brands. And it's remarkable to see six of them now in the next stage of growth. That's invaluable, really. I mean, the reputation that you guys bring in, you can see it when you guys launch a brand. Everybody's waiting. I mean, I've been trying to get Jen Kane to tell me what her new hot brand is because I'm ready for something. I mean, she's holding on to it. So if you oh, the two coming in bit, June, Sam. The two coming in June. <laughs> you know, if I had a dollar for every time Jen and Bobby have said that, just wait, sit back. And, and oh, we've been yeah. waiting. So I tried to go around them. It really is a vault <laughs> that you guys have created there. Poor Jake is like, please stop texting me. I will be. I oh, think, the next two are good. Yeah. And I, I just, I've seen that, you know, and when your mm -hmm. stamp of approval is on it, because we know how much work goes into it, yeah. but also we see the brands, the owners are prepared, their yeah. teams are prepared. They're ready for that type of growth. And you guys yourselves at Fastlane have had a rocket ship really, truly to the top of the franchise industry because five years is a relatively short period of time for everything. You guys should just be entering kindergarten, but you're basically <laughs> doctors at this point. And that really, you guys have received a capital injection from private mm -hmm. equity. Can you talk with us a little bit about what led to the decision to do this and what that means for Vaseline now? Yeah. You know, up till now, we've been talking about the next stage for brands. And I love that. I, love, I mean, that's a passion of mine. So I love talking about that. But this is about the next stage for Fastlane. And that is with Southfield Capital. They're a private equity firm that partners with exceptional growing companies in the middle market. That's what they would say. And not only does this partnership bring us the financial strength we need to support our next stage, but also experience. They have. I was on calls with them this morning, the investors, managers, advisors, proven track record of building exceptional growth businesses. In the fast lane, we have proven that we can drive extraordinary growth, but truth be told, it just doesn't feel like enough. I want to be able to do more for our brands than we're doing today. Um, we hope today when we launch a brand and it just takes off, you know, you both know, we have to hope the brand can keep up, right? We have to sit there and hope when we stay in touch with them. I meet with the brands quarterly. We've had to sunset a couple of brands because they couldn't keep up. And that is not what we want. We want to be able to deliver even more. This partnership is going to allow us to consider adding valued solutions and services that our brand partners really need beyond what we're offering today. Organic lead gen, even initial development support for franchisees after they sign, after they sign. So consulting for field support, Z marketing, insurance, payroll, 
credit card processing site. So I don't know where all will take this, but it's going to allow us to usher in value add service for the franchisee, not just the Zor. Today, what we offer, it's been such a success and, a, and it really has been an incredible fulfilling ride, but it's not deep and wide right? It's small. It's for a narrow scope of people and we only go this deep. This is going to take us to the next level in terms of being able to service so many more franchisees, franchisors, excuse me, so many more franchisors and offer service solutions that are much more um, depth. So I'm excited. I'm very excited about it. We will not just be servicing perfect fit brands. We'll be able to service some of those 180 I had to send away last year. And we'll bring them more than just franchised up. We will be able to um, really usher in services that make the franchisee experience even that much more impactful so that franchisees can come in with confidence, plug into an ecosystem, get to work and build their business. And I think from the consulting side for us, that's exciting to hear because having each worked on brands that go on epic runs, you look at those brands and say, okay, can we do this? You know, is the brand going to be able to keep up? And we've been fortunate to work on brands that have been on epic runs that could keep up. But there's so many great brands out there because Sam and I spend a lot of our day talking to brands that look interesting that we see and they wouldn't be ready for something like a fast lane. So it's exciting to know that that is coming so you can help even more brands to make sure that they are prepared for that level of support, which is great. I have to imagine with all of your success and experience that you've been given some good advice along the way to help you get where you are today. So tell us, share with us, what is the best piece of advice you've ever received? I don't know if I can pick one. <laughs> I put them everywhere, like little sticky notes and, you know, on my mirror, in my car, on my computer, right here below my monitor is a quote that I heard all the way back in business school years ago. And it's Henry Ford. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's not new, but it's whether you believe you can or you can't, you're right. Whether you believe you can or you can't, you're right. When I was 22 and I was filing my first tax return independent of my parents, but I also had to be a tax expert on CNN Headline News. You just had to believe you could, right? At Intuit, leading a team of programmers at Sojourn, trying to get all the airlines that were highly competitive to align around the same data monetization platform. At Complete Nutrition, being given a goal of 20 and they only had five open and we go and get 240. And then building an FSO that was unlike any other FSO, being at 30 employees, within 18 months and having everybody else looking at you going, what are you doing? That's not the FSO way. It is such a mindset. It is such a mindset. Even today, now thinking about adding these additional services, I believe we can. I believe we can. And that's just the beginning of it. Um, whether you believe you can or you can't, you're right. So you decide because you're right. So I love that one. It really is all about what you think you can do. And I, I mean, you're living it and breathing it as we speak. So great. I mean, amazing job. I really do. It's It's been really fun to watch too from the inside and now from the outside. And, you know, franchising has really been central to your story for the last decade. So what is your personal compelling reason for franchising? What, what brought you to this industry? Uh, well, I have three sons. They're my why. Um, and I don't have to think about why I do what I do. But, you know, we all work to support our families. It's more than that. It's more than that. I want to exemplify vision to them. And we talked about vision at the very beginning of this conversation. I want them to see a personal story in me of getting to do what I love and experiencing 
that compelling picture, that clear and compelling picture of a preferred future. You know, just recently, my oldest son um, moved back home from college. He's home for the summer. And he got his stats final grade back and he got the highest grade in the class on his statistics final. And so I joked and I said, Wes, if you just want to give up what you love, you could go be a statistician. And he knows, he knows I'm joking. I don't want to be that parent that says, find something functional and go do it and find your nine to five. That is not what I see, want to see my boys do. That kiddo that I'm talking about flies planes. That's what he does. He told me at four years old, that's what he wanted to do. Um, and now he flies four times a week. He flew this morning. He's doing what he loves. He got his license at 17. I hope the other two follow because that's what I want them to see. You know, what we do is we inspire life change. We drive growth for brands. We help people break out of the nine to five grind. You do the same. And we walk them into an exceptional franchise system where they can thrive. I get to do that every day for my family with my Fastlane family. And it is so fulfilling. Um, my personal compelling reason is life change and exemplifying a career that I love to my boys so that they go find that. I can't think of a better reason to do anything than to change lives and also really live the way that you want to so your kids can live the way that they want to. And you're right. I mean, that's, I think a lot of parents say, here's the track. This is what it should look like. And if you can't make money, why would you do it? Right. And it, you're absolutely correct. And I think getting to see that day in, day out, there's no better example of living your dreams. Thank you. Thank you. I absolutely agree. Thank you so much, Carrie, for joining us. We really appreciate you taking time and congratulations. It was so fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was, it's so good to see you always. And we loved having you on. And congratulations on your new partnership. We Thank can't you. wait to watch everything that you do in the fast lane. Thank you. Appreciate it. So if you'd like to learn more about franchising and diversifying your portfolio through franchising, email us at info at franpathconsulting.com. Follow the FranPath Consulting Podcast on Apple or Spotify. Please rate and review us five stars. You can also follow us on Instagram at FranPath, Facebook and LinkedIn at FranPath Consulting. Or go to our website, franpathconsulting.com, to take your free business assessment. Mm -hmm.